Okay, good evening. Hey, thank you to Mr. and Mrs. Joe and Barbara Lamberson for sponsoring tonight's year. Thank you so much. And we should continue learning together for many, many years to come, isn't it, Sam? Ah, by a show of hands, who feels Shavuos is their favorite yontif? So we have really no hands up in there. We had a half in the, in the back from Rabbi Yisrael. Let's divide it by gender. Amongst the men, are there any, any men here who would have a, a fleeting thought that Shavuos might be the most uplifting, inspiring yontif? Maybe. Uh, amongst the women, would it be even a havamina to say Shavuos is the most uplifting, powerful yontif? No hands. I think sometimes, you know, the, the focus on Shavuos is Torah! Torah! And that's what we'll do this evening. We'll just say Torah very loudly with an accent. But it could be that women who don't have that same role, who don't have that same chiyuv, it makes it more difficult to relate to. If Shavuos is a time, young men in yeshivas leading up to Shavuos, this is the theme, Matan Torah, Kabbalah Torah, what that means for our learning, what that means for our steiging. However, when a person is older and he's working and he's trying very hard to be Kovea Itim, to carve out time for learning, but it's no longer on the front burner, at least quantitatively. And for women, where they were never really in this role, this is not their chiyu, this is not their ikr mitzvah, it does make it a little bit harder to relate to and be inspired from as we get older. Ramosha Feinstein points out that generally within the tefillah we always have an indication of the, of the avodas hayom. What is the main theme or the main focus of the yontif? So Zman Cheiruseinu, it's very clear, we're celebrating and we're working on Cheirus, on freedom. That's Pesach. Sukkis is Zman Simchaseinu, we're celebrating the Simcha of Bitachor and Hashem. When it comes to Shavuos, the line that we insert in the davening is Zman Matan Toraseinu. So that asks Reh Moshe, doesn't really seem to be directing us as to what to work on, what to be trying to develop within ourselves, it's more of a, a description. Shavuos is a time where we receive the Torah, Zman Matan Torah Seinu, Hashem gave us the Torah, hence we have a holiday. But what's the avoda of Shavuos? What is the main, the main theme, the main concept we're trying to work on? <clears throat> so Moshe says, if Shavuos is man matan Torah it's the time of the giving of the Torah. So then, from our perspective, what are we doing? We're receiving. So Hashem is the no saying HaTorah. Hashem is giving the Torah. And that's obviously the, the cause of celebration. The, the energy of Shavuos that we're trying to tap into is being makabel that nesina. How do we accept the Torah again? 
That says Ramosha, that is the Avodas Hayom, that is the main focus of the Yontif, our Kabbalah HaTorah. Now, what does that mean? How are we Makabal the Torah? So he says, historically, we've seen different deviations and, and movements within Judaism who went off the Derech HaYashar. V'sibas te'usa mibnei shemi she'enu mekabalas ha-Torah b'leiv shalem. The Siba, the reason why some of these people or movements deviated from the authentic Torah approach is because the people who were leading those movements were not mekabal as a Torah b'leiv shalem. They weren't accepting the reality and the truth of the Torah wholeheartedly. Ki'ilu hayom nitna as if it was being given right now. The motivation of these leaders taking Jews away from authentic Yiddishkeit was not just what is the will of the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Ella, but rather, they were explaining Torah and Chazal based on the Kodemis Shel Atzmo, a preconceived notion something that they had in mind based on either the influence of society, the time and place in which they lived, what they felt was appropriate or moral based on their own subjective standards. And through that lens, they were trying to make the Torah fit. But she'eno ratzon Hashem klal, but it wasn't coming from a real ambition of wanting to discover and, and implement the ratzon Hashem. He says, we find in the tshuvas of the Chassam Sofer who lived in Germany in the 1800s, we find many tshuvas on the subject addressing the, the creation of the reform movement. He was one of the great defenders of authentic Judaism. The Torah can only be cultivated in someone who's mikabalit b'leiv shalem u'moser nafsho aleha and who gives himself or herself to it. There needs to be a complete mesiris nefesh. I am giving over my, my identity to the Torah. My whole she'ifa, my whole ambition in life is not, not trying to make things fit within my limited, narrow worldview, but I'm trying to discover the infinite Boreolam, doing so through Chazal and through the, the direction of Gedola Yisrael. That's what it means to be Makabo the Torah, the continuity of Klal Yisrael, the survival of authentic Yiddishkeit, is based on approaching life and approaching Torah and mitzvot with this mindset. This, says Ramosha, is the theme of Shavuos. Hashem is the Nosein HaTorah, Zman Matan Torasenu. Our job is to be Makabel, that Torah. David Amalek writes in Tehillim, Ki'im b'teres Hashem chefzo, u'vesoroso yege yomam velayla. That the ideal human being is one whose desire is the Torah, and he engages literally in his Torah, b'toroso, in his Torah, day and night. So the Pasuk starts off speaking about Torah Hashem, describing that what you're doing is you're learning or you're engaging in Torah Hashem. And then it says, Uba Torah, so in his Torah, 
He's toiling day and night. So we have a transition from Torah Hashem to Torah So. <laughs> Explains the author of Kelm that there are two levels when it comes to people who are Oseik B'Torah. And there's a level of being Oseik B'Torah Hashem. I'm learning Hashem's Torah. I'm living Hashem's Torah. And then the more real and the more authentic we are, we're able to get to the next madrega, where it's ka'osek betoroso delay. It's as if I'm engaging in my own Torah. It's my Torah. Meaning that this process has become so natural, I've been living with the mantra of trying to discover the real Ratzon Hashem for so many years, that it's transformed into my own Ratzon, like the Mishnah Perkyabas tells us. That's the next level of being Osik in his Torah, where it's part and parcel of who I am. The altar of Kelm says it's possible that a person can know a lot. He could be a Boki Yatsum, he could be very, very brilliant and creative and have a lot of information. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's transformed who he is as a person. When a person, though, after many years, has spent time purifying himself and, and, and working on making Hashem's Ratzon, his own Ratzon, then the Torah that I've been learning, that up until this point has been something outside of me that I'm engaging in, there's a transition that occurs where this Torah becomes my essence. This person and the Torah that he is learning, they become one. That's what the Pasuk in Tehillim is telling us. We start off with Torah Hashem. And when that's our chayfetz, when that's our real desire and we're living and breathing Torah Hashem, then there will come a transition. We have this evolution from Torah Hashem to Torah So. It becomes mine. I'm acquiring the Torah. There's no longer a separation, me and the Torah that I'm learning, or me and the Torah that I'm living. But it's all one. We had the, uh, the schus of having Rabbi Shaya Cohen with us in Shabbos. And everyone was speaking about how incredibly powerful his speeches were. The drosha he gave Shabbos morning when he spoke to the women, spoke to the men during Shalashudas. I think part of what made his, his hadracha so moving is that as you were listening to someone of that caliber you really had the feeling of Nasahu There's no separation. Everyone, hopefully, if they're teaching, if they're preaching, if they're trying to encourage, they're, they're sharing their thoughts that they believe in fully. But the more a person is able to share something that's not only a belief system, but it's really part and parcel of who they are, the hashba of that, the impact on the listener is a whole different, it's a whole different world. That's Toroso. 
We know the Mishnah in Perkyavos, when it speaks about the 48 ways of acquiring Torah, it uses the word acquire. And many point out, just like we find in Halacha, there are certain ways you need to acquire something. Mashicha, Hagba, you lift it up. You could do a Kenyan Shtar, Kesev. If you don't use one of the technical Kenyanim, like the Mishnah Bab Metziah, you could jump onto an item and you could really want to acquire it, but it doesn't work. You're not doing the Maisa Kenyan. You're not doing the, the action in order to facilitate the Kenyan. <laughs> Same thing is true when it comes to Torah. Having the chafetz, having the ratzon to bring Hashem's desire into our lives and make it our desire, there are ways we go about doing that. There are 48, 48 ways of being kona the Torah. Rebbe Leo Lapian gives a marshal. You have someone who's managing many different homes and apartment buildings, and it could be he is familiar with the ins and outs of every single unit. And he could tell you what's going on behind the walls and the plumbing and the electricity. The one thing that he doesn't have, though, is ownership. He doesn't own any of these homes or any of these apartments. He's managing them. The difference between him and the actual Balabayas, the one who owns it, is vast. This is my home. And it could even be that I don't know as much about the plumbing, but there's a Kenyan, this belongs to me. Cesar Belayla Lapian, that's the idea of being Kona Torah. It's not something I do, it's not something I learn, but it's a reality that I transform myself into. That says Ramosha Feinstein, that's the theme of the Yontif. We're trying to be Makabal Torah, making it part and parcel of who we are. Now, what I want to focus on briefly is, how do you do that? How are you actually makabel Torah to the point where there's a real Kenyan, there's an acquisition? How do you do that? Now, it's true there are 48 ways. We're not going to go through the 48 ways. But there seems to be this undercurrent that is almost the, the building block of all of the 48 drachim. We're familiar with the drasha, the Gemara and the Darim, based on this week's parsha. Kevin she'osa adam es atzmo kamidbar shehu mufkar lekol Torah nitna lo b'matana. When a person is able to make themselves like a midbar, like a desert, meaning that you're hefker, you're ownerless to everybody then you will receive the Torah as a gift. And that's based on the Pasuk. Mi midbar matana, from the midbar matana, meaning to say, if one makes himself like a midbar, I become hefker lekol, I'm ownerless for everybody, we'll have to explore what that means. Then matana, I receive the Torah as a gift. Vekeven shenitna lo b'matana, nacha lokel. Once I'm receiving the gift of Torah, then I'm inheriting HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shinamar, mi matana nachliel. Vekeven shenachalokel, ola legedula. And if I'm actually creating this kurva, this closeness with Hashem, through the Torah that I'm receiving as a gift, 
So then, Ola Ligadula, I'm able to go to higher and higher levels of Ruchnias. That's what the Gemara and the Dharam says based on the Pasig and Parshas Bemidbar. What does that mean practically to make oneself like a, a midbar? Hefker Lakol. So Rashi says, Melame Torah Bechinam Lakol. I teach Torah to everybody for free. Main point seems to be Bechinam. You don't have to purchase the midbar, it's there for you to, to travel. Doesn't belong to anyone. So too, I'm making myself like a midbar as I'm sharing Torah for free. The yeshivas don't like that pshat in Rashi. Tosos does this a little bit differently. Shia mufker lekol, shia melame Torah lekol. He leaves out chinam. So we go like this. He leaves out chinam, but he focuses on this similar theme of I'm not, I'm not being picky I'm not creating a, a yeshiva only for the elite. I want to teach Torah to everybody. I want to spread this light and truth of Torah to anyone who's willing to listen. The morale comes along and he says the, the theme, right, the basic idea behind making oneself like a midbar who's hefker lekol is ki ein ha-Torah shayeches rak el misha ein lo gaiva. Torah will only have a connection to someone who's not arrogant. V'hakol shava etzlo. This is an interesting way of describing someone who's not arrogant. Says the maral, hakol shava etzlo. It's all the same to me. I don't care that much. It doesn't mean I don't care about doing the right thing. It doesn't mean I don't care about coming closer to Hashem. But I don't care about me in the same way that I would if I was more focused on the ego. It's all the same to me. Ulezev roi ha-Torah, for this personality, that's a good match for the Torah. So whether we go like Rashi or Tosfos, the basic idea seems to be if I could become hefker lekol, ownerless, I could somehow put aside the ego as much as possible then somehow the, the matana, that gift of Torah, will be given to me and I'll be the recipient of that matana. Now it's a little bit strange because anava, humility, is one of the 48 ways to acquire Torah. But it seems like there's something even more basic. It's not the highest level of anava that the Mesil Sharm speaks about towards the very end of the Sefer. But there's something even before that where... I'm able to put myself aside because sometimes the only thing that stands in the way between my desire to connect with the Kaddish Baruch Hu and actually being able to do so is me. The ego gets in the way. Now the irony of this is both Rashi and Tosfos give the example of my relationship with others as I'm teaching Torah, as I'm sharing Torah. And the Chassam Sofer elaborates on this idea. And the reason why it's ironic is because if this whole Jerusha is teaching us how to be the recipient of that gift of Torah, so why is, it, why is Rashi and Tosfos and others, why are they telling us becoming Hefker means I'm, I'm giving my Torah to others? 
that doesn't seem to have any direct connection with being the recipient of Torah. But the Chassam Sofer spells this out. He says, Al yidei talmidim mohem, Through students that you're learning with, Umafkir atzmo kamidbar, and you're able to make yourself like a midbar, Al through this experience of trying to share that Torah with others, you're able to achieve and attain more than naturally, than intellectually you'd be able to otherwise. You are now given the gift of Torah. So when am I going to be zochet to the matan of Torah? When I make it a focus of my life to give the Torah that I have to others. That means I'm making myself hefker. Hashem will, will reveal to me secrets of the Torah. And, and will turn me into like a wellspring that's overflowing with chedushim, with new insight, with, with new inspiration. When will I receive that? When I give to you. I think the way to understand this, somebody asked me recently, are there any good sources that speak about the role of a grandfather? Right? What exactly is the role of a grandfather, grandmother? Sometimes I've heard it expressed that on one hand, you don't have the pressure. It's not really my kid. Right? I'll let my children take care of the discipline. And I could just be there loving and, and praising them. But then sometimes I might feel like, what am I really needed for? I'm not the parent. I could add love, but is there any unique role that I have? Is there any position that I could fill that the parents of this child can't do themselves? Interesting question. So there's a Gemara in Kedushin that does seem to say there's something special about a grandfather. Anyone who teaches his grandson Torah, and even though we're focused on men and grandfathers, we'll see how this all applies to women as well. Any grandfather who teaches his grandson Torah, it's viewed as if he received the Torah from Har Sinai. Is he referring to the grandfather or is he referring to the grandson? If you had to guess, you'd probably assume the grandson. He's the one who's being taught the Torah. But interestingly, this is not the assumption of the Perushim. And the assumption here is this is, seems to be the Pashib Shah in the Gemara is that when a grandfather teaches Torah to his grandson, it's as if he, the grandfather, was now accepting the Torah from Har Sinai. How does it work, and why does it work like that? And what's special about the grandfather more than the father himself? We know that there is an obligation the father needs to teach his son Torah. The Rambam Paskins, that if you only have the choice of teaching either your son or your grandson, and you can't do both, who are you more obligated to teach? Your son. That's a higher level chiyuv, technically speaking. 
So then what's, what's this idea? The grandfather <laughs> teaching his grandson, it's like the grandfather was receiving the Torah from Harsinai. Explains this Sefer HaMikna. He says the one thing, and there are probably many things that grandparents have that parents don't, but one thing you can bet on is that the grandfather or the grandmother, they're one generation closer to the Makar, to the source of truth. One generation closer to Harsinai. Lechain, therefore, the Torah is giving an obligation to the grandfather to teach his grandson because you have something to offer that your son will not be able to give his son, which is you're this much closer to Maimed Harsinai. We find a similar idea, writes the Sefer Mikna. The Gemara and Tainus that says, I've learned a lot from my Rebbeim, I've learned more from my friends, but I've learned the most from my students. Now generally we assume that's in a very logical, uh, you know, if I have to teach, I have to organize my thoughts. You're asking questions, so that's bringing out more insight. There's a very logical reason why that may be true. But says this Sefer Mikna. I'm learning more from my students, there's also a mystical component, which is if my intention is to bring you closer to Harsinai, to somehow expose you to the truth, and I have a unique position here that only I can, I can fill that void, because although your father also has a chiv to teach you Torah, I'm one step closer and your exposure to me is enabling you to have a little more of that sense of Maimed Harsinai. So because that's my intention, then Mida Kenegin Mida, the way a Kaddish Baruch who orchestrates the world, is if I'm trying to give you Harsinai, I will be the recipient of Harsinai. If I'm trying to give you an experience that your father and mother can't give you, then the Matana that I'm going to receive is that very experience. You, the grandfather, you're now accepting Torah from Har Sinai. And the way that he articulates this at the very end of the piece, he says, You're teaching your grandson in order to bring him closer to the Kabbalah Satorah. Hashem brings me close as well. <laughs> Which is an amazing idea. You know, first of all, we do see a nice insight into the unique role of a grandfather or a grandmother. That you have a closer connection to that truth. Now, what do you know more about Harsinai than your children? Perhaps the answer is nothing, but there's a reality there that somehow that connection, that exposure to you will, will transmit that reality. But it also shows us that one of the most powerful ways of being makabel the Torah, of, of, of accepting the Torah, of, of acquiring the Torah, is when I am mechavein, when I am trying to help you be mechavein the Torah. Doesn't mean someone has to be a famous uh, teacher, 
he has hundreds of thousands, thousands of views on YouTube. This is talking about a case in the quiet setting of one's home, grandfather, grandson, sitting down and learning Chumash Rashi. That's what the Gemara is talking about. Nothing heroic. But the fact that I'm mechaving, the fact that in my machshava, my mindset is, I want to bring you closer to that acceptance of truth, then midah kenegin midah, Hashem allows me to be mechabal Torah. So it's counterintuitive in a sense, it's ironic, that one of the most powerful ways of accepting that matana is through giving that matana. The Gemara says that Hashem gave a present but very much unlike human beings, when we give something, even if we're selling something, if I'm giving it away, then there's a feeling of atzvus. I feel a little bit sad. I'm getting paid for it, but I'm, I'm, I no longer have my item. However, Hashem, says the Gemara in Brachos, that when He gave the Torah, there was no feeling of disappointment, there was no sadness. Nosen lehem Torah liYisrael v'samach, and Hashem was happy. Ki lechach tov nesati lechem Torosi al tazovu. Hashem said, "I'm giving you this amazing gift. Don't let it go. Hold on to it. Cherish it. Love it." So clearly, there was no feeling of disappointment. Hashem was happy. So it sounds like when we give something away, it's difficult, even if we're getting paid for it. Hashem, in his infinite, the Ein Sof, Hashem doesn't feel bad when He gave away the Torah. Why is this marshal of the Gemara, why is it a little bit complex? It doesn't seem accurate. When Hashem gave away the Torah, does that mean He no longer had the Torah? The Torah is here! The Torah is, is part of the Bria! When a person has an item and I give it to you, even though you're buying it from me and I think it's worth it, but I no longer have it. So ask the Ben Yoyada, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the Torah, or when Hashem continues to give the Torah, he's not losing anything. So it's no great shakes to say Hashem is still happy. He didn't give anything away. The example of the Ben Yoyada is, it's very similar to Madlik Ner Miner. If you don't have any, any light in your house, I have a candle in mine. I say, no problem. Bring your candle over and, and, and take the flame. I'm not sad because I still have my flame. And now, Baruch Hashem, you have light in your house. So what exactly is this mushal? So the Ben Yoyada answers, something did change radically when the Kaddish Baruch Hu gave the Torah. Until this point in history... Torah was B'Shamayim. After Hashem gave the Torah to Klal Yisrael, now we have a halacha, Torah lo B'Shamayim, which means, even if there's a baskol that comes down, the heavenly voice tells us, this is the halacha, our response is, as long as we have the majority opinion saying otherwise, thank you for your input, but it's not your Torah anymore. Torah lo B'Shamayim. It's our Torah. So says the Ben Yoyada, in that sense, because Hashem gave us the Torah, and Torah lo b'shemayim, He doesn't have it in the same way He did before, and that explains the analogy. 
What I always thought was very powerful, though, about this Gemara and this explanation of the, the Ben Yoyada, what does that mean for us? If I have an insight and I want to share it with you, am I losing anything? No. There's no radical transition that's happening now. I thought something was really cool that I heard or that I read, and I want to share it with you. So that unlike giving away an item where I no longer have it, when it comes to conceptual knowledge, when it comes to Torah, when it comes to inspiration, me giving something to you means I'm not losing anything. I'm not losing anything. And not only am I not losing something, but if my intention is, I want to draw you in, I want to bring you closer to Kabbalah Torah, to the truth of Torah, to appreciate the beauty of Torah then the midah kenegin midah is Hashem bestows upon me that matana where I could be makabal the Torah myself. I think based on this idea, Shavuos definitely takes on a different meaning. Of course, the theme is liman ha-Torah, and we want to promote the more learning, the better. But to understand, for people who don't have the opportunity to learn hours and hours a day, for women where learning is not their main mitzvah. There's something broader than learning, which is Kabbalah Torah. Even if I'm not able to, or I'm not obligated to sit down right now and learn a Mishnah Brura and learn a, learn a Gemara, Kabbalah Torah comes through me trying to facilitate, me trying to be Makarev, somebody else to come closer to Torah. If that somebody else is my, my grandchild, if it's my neighbor... It might not be as powerful as we saw in the Gemara where the grandparent has that unique role that the parent cannot fill, but the general concept applies to every single Jew. Kabbalah Satorah, which Ramosha Feinstein tells us is the main goal of the day, it's the Avodah Sayom. We could enhance and we could magnify our own Kabbalah Satorah by trying to think and trying to be more creative and how can I share the Torah that I have with you? And if I could bring you closer to being Makabal the Torah, then I myself am Makabal the Torah. We should be Zoha to learn and to teach him. Ritz Hashem.